You're listening to Mind of the Alpha, raw, unedited, and straight from the wolf's mouth. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Bobby, and I got Kevin here in the den with us, of course. What's up? And then we got our uh, main man here, the guest of the night. We've got Zach. He is uh, Brother Fluff on TikTok. Brother Fluff, What's right? Or brother, brother Fluffum? I almost just died. Brother Fluffum. It's uh, it's actually uh, Brother Fluff MM because, you know, the wonderful world of TikTok likes banning your accounts. And so uh, when the first account got permabanned, uh, I didn't want to be one of those guys that was like Brother Fluff 1, Brother Fluff 2. Gotcha. Uh, so I did Brother Fluff MM, which is uh, stands for Master Mason. Oh, and, okay. That's dope. Okay. It, it's a secret Freemason thing. Only Freemasons get it. Okay. I got you. Makes sense. Okay. Well, maybe we can get into that a little bit if it's not too big of a secret. But uh, <laughs> no. we we've been trying to get you on forever, man, and I'm glad to finally have you, man. Um, Heck yeah! Do you have good holidays? Oh man, it was a great holiday. You know, Christmas time is is honestly kind of my favorite time of the year because uh, about a week before Christmas, I got my birthday. And so I like to give my family a hard time and say, you know, they just pick the best uh, Christmas presents to give me for my birthday gift. Yes. Um, that that always makes them always makes them feel real special. And then, uh, you know, I got two little boys, an eight year old and a four year old, and it's something magical about Christmas when you got kids. You know? Yes, absolutely. Uh, uh, getting out there, and we've I've done a crap ton of charity work, and and uh, really been trying to push some end of the year stuff going on, and. It's just, it's been a good time. It's been hectic, but it's been a great time. And luckily in Texas, we don't have the weather that shuts down power like you guys. So, uh, well, I don't know, man. Wasn't it, was it last year, the year before you guys got that huge storm and your guys' power was out for like two, two weeks? Two years ago. Two out of every hundred years. Uh, we got a pretty good track record. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. We got, we got shit on. Uh, yeah, we did. Two days before Christmas, Christmas man. But yeah. it made for a white, white Christmas. So that was yeah. good. My kids were excited yeah. about a white Christmas. Yep. They were like, I no, can't I believe we're going to get one. I can count the white Christmases that we've had on my hand. Are you Are my, you originally uh, from Texas? Oh, yeah. Born and raised. Really? Nice. Okay. Yep. Okay. I just drove yep. through Texas. The well, top part. part? The just, top. Just the top part. Yeah. The Oklahoma, Texas. Oh, it's, yeah, yeah. 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 That's the, that's the short part. That's the yes. Part. Yeah, yeah. 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 It wasn't the, uh, the whole middle. <laughs> Personally, I've, done I've never from been out there. Paso to Houston. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How is it flat out there from from Houston? Where, to... where, no, I mean you go through hills and stuff like that. You know, you got some of the some of the big country with rolling hills and everything. Oh, okay, because where uh, I drove through, it's pretty flat. Yeah. No, where I live. So if you drove through, oh, it the smells like shit. You drove through. Yeah. You're, you, yeah, a little bit. There's a lot of like cow cows. Yeah, a ton of cows. There. Yeah. Uh, but you're about a you 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 were about an hour and a half away from me. Oh, okay, so that's I'm, not that bad. I can literally watch my dog run away for two weeks before I start to get worried. <laughs> that's just the way it is. <laughs> oh my god! I see weeks. him way over there. He'll come back. <laughs> two weeks <laughs> before yeah. I get worried. He's only twelve that miles from here. That is awesome. That's no, hilarious. It's, it's freaking flat where I'm at. Like we consider it the high plains, and then uh, you you travel. Uh, you, you travel east about 30 minutes, and you'll go down this cap rock. Uh, but it's literally, you know, a, a 600, 700 foot cap rock that you go down. Mm-hmm. So it's really funny because we we are so flat. People just think that we're pretty close to sea level, but we're actually like 3,000 feet up above there. Sea level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once you go out west, you really like a lot of people don't realize, especially the ones that are stuck on the east coast. Once you go out west, elevation actually goes up. 
Mm-hmm. There's so yeah. many mountains and stuff. We're so used to Appalachian. And well, that's yeah, not yeah. even Colorado close to, yeah. There. I mean, it's coming That's out. not even close to how mm-hmm. elevation-wise you can get. So, man, we, we no, wanted we, to obviously get you on here to, to talk a little bit about some uh, Freemasonry, man. And, yes. Um, kind of get your insight on that we had a guest yeah. um about a month or two ago i think it was mystic mason from tiktok and oh he, yeah widows miho yeah yeah man. Yep. yeah so he he um you know you know him oh yeah yeah do you? yeah we talk like uh two or three times a week oh do you really <laughs> that's okay. awesome okay that's yeah. awesome so he he was uh he jumped on here with us i haven't really heard from him much since he was on um on with us so i don't know if right. he's just been busy or what but but um, I mean, well, when you got three hundred thousand followers, Jesus, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, it's fucking crazy. And, and people constantly <clears throat> hitting you, asking you to debunk stuff. And I, I don't know if he showed you like his bookshelf and everything behind him. Mm-hmm. The guy has so many books, and he reads every single one of them. Right. And uh, what I love is is when he does call me up, uh, he'll be like, "Yo, fluff, I, you got like five minutes. I have this new thing. I just want to run it by you, see what you think." And that five minutes turns into a three hour conversation. Yeah, oh, I bet. I bet. So did you all meet? Just him talking. Did you all meet <laughs> off of TikTok? Is that how you met each yeah. other? Yeah, that's awesome. All off of TikTok. Uh, that's one cool thing about Freemasonry. Like, um, you know, we consider ourselves to be traveling men, and um, we have, you know, depending on which resource you look at, two million to six million members around the world, and anybody who's wearing this square and compass here. Uh, if, if I go anywhere on the East coast and I'm in trouble, I need help or shoot. If I just want to find something to do for that night, I can contact a lodge, find a brother and we'll get something going on. So we, just because of the, the way that the initiatic experience of Freemasonry works, we already have that commonality between each other. All icebreakers are broken. Right. So right. when we started seeing a whole bunch of Freemasons on TikTok, it was like, oh, well, we're already best friends. We just hadn't <laughs> met yet. And uh, that's that was a pretty cool thing about it. Now, there are some of us that butt heads, you know, just because you're a Freemason doesn't mean you're going to like all the Freemasons in the world. Um, But we do have obligations that we're going to take care of each other. So it's like, you know, even if I saw one of my least favorite people in the whole entire world, but if they had a square compass on the back of their car and they had a flat tire and they're on the side of the road, I'm going to stop and help them because that's what I'm called to do. Exactly. Yeah. uh, you know, it's 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 really cool. Brotherhood means brotherhood. Sometimes you like your brother. Sometimes your brothers annoy you. you yeah, yeah. I mean? Kevin annoys the shit out of me sometimes. Yeah, dude, yeah. he's a brother. You know what I mean? I know. So. I annoy myself sometimes. <laughs> I gotta leave myself. So right. so, how long have you been? How long have you been a Freemason? Oh man, I'm just a baby Mason in in, in terms of uh of the way that the world works. Uh, I've been a Freemason since May 30th, 2019. That's the day I was initiated. And then on October 13th of 2020, which happens to be the day that uh, Jacques de Molay of the Knights Templar was rounded up by the Catholic Church and and uh, the French King, uh, King Philip, and, uh, you know, burned at the stake and whatnot. Uh, October 13th, 2020, I was raised as a sublime degree of a Master Mason. So uh, in the grand scheme of things, I'm just a little bitty Mason. I'm just a, I'm a young guy uh, who's just zealous about the craft and everything like that. But I'll get messages from 25-year Masons, 50-year Masons, thanking me for the work that we put forth on TikTok. And it's not just me. It's it's everybody who supports me and everything like that. Uh, but they thank us for the work that we put on TikTok because we've done more research in this short amount of time trying to just spread the message 
that a lot of the old guys who have been uh, 30, 40 year Masons have, have done in their entire career so far. So, uh, you know, we're just trying to push it and, and share as much knowledge as we can. So why, why, why all of a sudden is there such a push though, to kind of get the message out? I mean, and, and reach all the uh, different platforms of social media. Cause I've noticed that in the past, you really didn't hear a lot about yeah, it was not on um, social media. Yeah. Freemasons. You know, I mean, you heard about it. It was always those bullshit stories about the Illuminati and and oh, Freemasons yeah. or mm-hmm. this and that and and the, you know sat- satanic or whatever. You always yeah. heard the the myths about it, but you never really mm-hmm. got to hear anything about them actively recruiting or anything like that. Yeah. And, you know, kind of putting a social media presence out there. So what, what is the push all of a sudden? Why, why all of a sudden are you guys doing that? Well, I think that the main thing that we need to understand and consider here is that we're not actually out there actively recruiting, right? Actively recruiting is me coming up to you guys and saying, Hey, I got a petition for you. All you got to do is sign it. I'll get it to this lodge and we'll get you voted in next month. That's, mm-hmm. that's an active recruitment type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what we're trying to do is get ahead of the curve of where we've been and, and tell people what Freemasonry really is. Um, I remember back in the day, you know, 2004, 2005, before I even knew that I could be a Freemason, I remember back in the day looking at like Ask Jeeves and Yahoo.com saying, what is Freemasonry? And there was a couple of websites that would give some decent information, right? It was it was going to be your big Grand Lodges, like United Grand Lodge of England or, you know, Grand Lodge of New York or something like that. Um, but then as conspiracy theories started, started to uh, kind of roll off online, uh, the algorithm started to shift because those inter- those stories are way more interesting than what Freemasonry actually is and what it actually does. Yeah. Um, the biggest issue that that we've seen since the 1980s is that there's this thing that we call the lost generations of Masons. We have two, maybe three, depending on how you consider it, but two or three generations of Freemasons that are completely gone. Um, right now, what we have in our lodge situations, a lot of the lodge dynamics are mainly baby boomers who are getting old and passing on, unfortunately. And then we have millennials, right? There's not much in between because Uh. the baby boomers and everything, they come from a generation of loose lips sink ships, right? And what you have to understand is during that time, especially in 1930s uh, Germany, and then even way before that, like, okay, so I mentioned uh, Jacques de Molay and the Knights Templars. Whether you think that the uh, Freemasonry derived from the Knights Templars or not, uh, you do have some persecution of the Freemasons through the Catholic Church. They didn't like the fraternity. They didn't like the organization as a whole. Uh, and then you go into the 1820s and, and 1810s with the anti-Masonic party. There was a whole political party in the United States. It was the first third party to ever come up in the United States where they were anti-Mason because George Washington was a Mason. James Monroe was a Mason. Andrew Jackson was a Mason. So they didn't like those. Uh, they didn't like all the Freemasonry within the politics. And then you had a thing called the Leo Taxel hoax later on in the 1800s, where he was kind of making fun of the Catholic Church for jumping on any conspiracy theory that he could, but it completely turned and backfired on Freemasonry. And then that goes into the 1930s, 1940s Germany, where Hitler, as well as what he did with the Jewish population, he had over 200 to 300,000 
members of secret society and Freemasons are part of that uh, thrown into concentration camps. So I, I, and, I don't mean to interrupt you, man, but I've read yeah. about that quite a bit, actually, because I've always been, um, you know, obviously Hitler is not a, a good person or anything like that. But that mm -hmm. that time in history is definitely something I've always been interested in just because yeah. there was so many. If you think about it, there's so many different inventions that came from that. Um, you know, there's so much different uh, just knowledge <laughs> that you can learn from that. But mm -hmm. but it, it, did it become so it, from what I understand, a lot of Freemasons at that time kind of went underground um, yeah. to hide yeah. from the fact that they were Freemasons. So they weren't rounded up, like you said, right? Well, in, in, in Western Europe and Eastern Europe. Yes, absolutely. And then Eastern Europe, definitely more so because you had Stalin who mm -hmm. was communist well communists they they don't want you to have a faith in god it, you know your religion is atheism at that point your religion is the government the motherland uh so you couldn't have open lodges because to be a freemason you have to have a belief in the supreme being and you have to be a good man well people could be as good as they wanted but that uh the the faith of uh uh the faith in a supreme being that is that that's going to get you locked up in the gulag. You know what I mean? Right. That's true. So yeah. uh, you, you just had a lot of those guys who were just kind of trained. And then they were also, you know, the baby boomers, they were also coming from military backgrounds. A lot of the boomers that I know, um, and it's kind of a bigger thing here in Texas, more so than the rest of the world. But a lot of boomers that I know, uh, they were, they were, uh, they're, they're veterans, you know, they served in the military. That's true. Um, they, they took, what they were told they were on a need to know basis well do you need to know about masonry if you ask the right question which is how do you become a freemason then you need to know how to take those steps if you never ask those questions you'll never get to know and i have brothers in my own lodge who asked the question now, how do i become a freemason and they became one well they got uncles right that came up to them at the grandfather's funeral and was like how did you get asked to become a mason i've been waiting for 30 20 years for this old man to ask me to come to lodge with them and he never asked me so and uh you know it's it's kind of sad it's always like well you didn't ask the right question because right we're not we're not actively recruiting we're not inviting you have to ask i don't think you guys with. need to at this point i mean you're no. you know what i mean how long has the freemasons been around uh i mean you know, it, it it's goes like 1717 back to... is is the formation of the grand lodges you know you had the, the premier grand lodge and the Grand Lodge of England. That's but it goes all the way those. back to Knights Templar, right? I mean, it, I mean, what? Am I wrong about that? Does it go back that far? It, so, technically, yes and no. Uh, there's the, the the truth of it is, our history is lost to 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 to, to, to the antiquities, right? Um, there is no real way to trace and see exactly where we came from. What we do know is that there are two types of masonry. There's operative masonry, which is the guys who actually go out there and build cathedrals and walls and brick buildings, right? Mm -hmm. And those operative masons had the, the, the stone mason skills, <coughs> and they were free masons who could travel freely around the world and build these buildings. So once you finish the castle, the, the work site would just kind of split, and people would go wherever was they were needed next. Uh, they were taught hand signs, passwords modes of recognition to make sure that when they got on in the next job site that those uh masons on that site would recognize where they were at in their in their craftsmanship and where to place them within the building of whatever 
whatever piece of construction they were doing. Somewhere along the line in that, they started allowing speculative Freemasons, Freemasons, which is what I am. I'm a speculative Freemason. And that takes the, the lessons of like the square and the compasses, the, the 24 inch gauge, the, the, the common gavel, the trowel, the plumb, the level. We take all these, these ancient tools of masonry, right? Like real masonry that you would use to, to place these bricks on a wall. And uh, we use them as metaphors and analogies to improve our lives. So somewhere in that line, they started letting these guys who had never picked up a, a rock in their life and let them be a part of the lodge. Uh, where it goes further beyond that, yeah, there are some guys, and I happen to be one of them. I think that we came from uh, the Knights Templar. Uh, there's some guys who think that we come from the the you know the lineage of Jesus and maybe the Essenes. And then That's the I've one even that read I stories. Yeah, I've even read stories of of guys tracing this all the way back to Noah. So, so that's the that's the crazy thing, man. Is like when all I was the way talking back to, to Noah. Yeah. Wow, yeah. dude. When I when I was I mean, talking, you were pulling some strings to make mm-hmm. that one work, right? When I was mm-hmm. talking to uh, Widows Miho, um, forgive me, man, I forget his his actual name, uh, Tyler. Oh, Tyler. Yeah. Yeah. So he yeah. Um, he was telling me because I brought the a similar thing up to him that you know from what I read that there was no there, there's no way for you to trace how far back the lineage goes and where it cam- comes from. Yeah. And he completely disagreed with me on that. Well, he's one of the guys that actually goes there and looks as much as he can. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, plus reading all those books. So he doesn't speculate, yeah. is what you mean? He's just. Speaking. He doesn't speculate. I'm very careful with what I say on that mm-hmm. uh, because I don't do – I'll do the quick research, like the quick, quick gloss over, and I'll find a book. If I enjoy reading the book, I'll continue to read the book. Mm-hmm. Um, but that means that other books that are deeper and heavier and require me to take notes and actually write stuff down, uh, I'm not paying them as much attention. And I think that you know those researchers and those guys – you know, they put a lot of time and effort in what they did to find it. Uh, so I can't just throw their assumptions away. I just know for a fact that it's, I think it was 1460 is the first time that we had any sort of ritual written down mm-hmm. and any sort of idea of that speculative Freemasonry was starting to happen. So I can, I can be pretty sure that, you know, from the late 1400s to the early 1500s, Freemasonry was around, and if that's true, then yeah, we've had a good 500, uh, 500 year history so far, you know. So I've even read some things where it's it's able there it's possible for them to be tied to like Egyptians and that ancient is, Egypt. Uh, that's you know that kind of goes back there with with uh, the idea of some guys taking it back to Noah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can, you can trace anything. Now the symbolism there is symbolism from ancient Egypt tied in with Freemasonry. Absolutely. Uh, but that's because there's symbolism in everything that's tied into everything from history. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you look at the back of the dollar bill and the the, uh, the eye of providence. Everybody thinks it's a big Illuminati symbol. Everybody thinks it's Freemasonry. Uh, eye of providence was used way before Freemasonry ever had its hand on it. And it was never used in any sort of uh, evil way. It's just simply saying that, hey, God's watching you. Do you think you that know? some people try and use the Illuminati against Masonry because of the things that they use and the, how they try and predict themselves? Like, why why would they try and use, like, so many things that are, like, also good? Like, Illuminati uses things that are good. 
to make them look bad to be bad. It's like weird. I never understood that. There is a common theme that I am finding among conspiracy theorists. And I don't know. This may piss some of your viewers off or not, you know, because they might be on there and be like, Fuck oh, em. no, another, yeah. another, another Illuminatiist here. Um, mainly, the, the big thing with conspiracy theorists is they have to have somewhere to go for me to even make it a valid conspiracy, right? Right. Yeah. And so when you get, when you cut through the BS, right, mm -hmm. and you look at the conspiracy theorist against Illuminati, against Freemasonry, or trying to tie Illuminati into Freemasonry. Right, yeah. Um, what I end up finding is somebody who is placing the world's problem on other people besides themselves. You know what I mean? Okay. So, I can see that. so you don't actively mad. They think somebody's trying to hold them down. Hold they them think down. That yep. Somebody's always against them. They yep. think that, you know, if their grandpa wouldn't have been a Freemason, that they would be rich now, you know? And, and honestly, we just, we live in a world that pushes all of the problems away from ourselves. We cannot take the responsibility for it. And if we start taking responsibility for actions and doing the things that Freemasonry tells us, like, Hey, use the 24 inch gauge to try and figure out how to lay out your time. Right. Well, that gets us off the games on our phone. That gets us off the, the streaming Netflix and binge watching TV, TV all, the time. all the time. It gets yeah. us up and actually doing good things for people. You know? yeah. yeah, but uh, the thing is, man, is like you were talking about how um, some people believe and you know what I, how I so you don't you, you don't necessarily know this about me, Zach, but Kevin knows um, I am a firm believer in those types of things. I, I honestly, yeah. um, I believe that there is a system that is held against us. Mm -hmm. Okay. And yeah. I think that a lot of things that have happened over the past three, you know, two, three years have proven a lot of those things to be true. Sure. So how, sure. so how but that's on a massive schedule so that that's on a massive level, right? Yeah. I will. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, mean, I believe it to be on a world level. I mean, obviously you yeah. can affect your own, um, mm -hmm. you know, your day-to-day -day life and that sort of thing. I, I, yeah. I honestly do believe that, but I do, I honestly believe as well that there are things out there that are meant to work against us. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I have no, you know, I'm not a big conspiracy theorist guy myself, but you know, no, I'm not either. When, when you got things like COVID, like, mm -hmm. let's just be honest here. When yeah. you got things like yeah. COVID and you find out that it was in a lab, you know, yeah. Uh, and then you, I mean, here's, here's my big thing before COVID, like a month or two before COVID, um, the only things you heard on the news was the Trump impeachment yep. and the, uh, uprising in Hong Kong. Yeah. Has anybody heard what happened in Hong Kong? Nope. I hadn't heard a damn thing about nope. Hong Kong. Yeah. You know, uh, so that's kind of like where if, I go with those types of things. Yeah. Like but how can anybody refuse it up? And not, I don't want to take this, you know, to that, um, to a conspiracy <laughs> podcast you yeah, know what i mean but right. yeah yeah i don't see We're how anybody <laughs> i don't see how anybody can refute the fact that there are things out there that are that are going on that are blatantly being shoveled into our faces at this point like they, mm -hmm. they don't even try to hide this shit anymore yeah, yeah they used to at least try to hide it from us you know what i mean mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. but that's a whole, that's a whole nother topic and discussion for me. So, yeah, but I think <laughs> you bring that around. If you bring that around, let's say that there is somebody out there like an NWO of, oh, of some sorts, just, you know, for, to, to give it a name. Mm -hmm. yeah, so let's yeah. say there is an NWO out there. <clears throat> okay. Wouldn't it be there to their favor to make a great organization look bad? <clears throat> yeah. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Know? That's what I feel. You know? 
Because, like, it, the, the only thing I know about masonry, and that's growing up, and, like, there was, there's, you know, words of masons around me because I was in the Boy Scouts. And they were saying oh, yeah. the next yeah. step is masonry. Mm-hmm. And you have to earn your stripes just like you did in Boy Scouts. You have to do everything the right mm-hmm. way, no cheating, no, no bullshit, and then it'll come to you. That's basically how yeah. it was. You right. know what I mean? Right. And yeah. I could have had a, ma- a Freemason who was my leader. It could have been, yeah. for all I know. I have no idea. But yeah. there was that in my life, and then there was also, you know, uh, I don't know if you want to say mob, but that's basically what I grew up in Las Vegas. It, right, it right. was really there. Like, you yeah. could not turn away from it. And I sure. feel that people shit on masonry and use Illuminati and put them together, as he was saying, to mm-hmm. to take something good so where, where and did take the it thing... away. Just like people are like, you're gay if you're a Boy Scout. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Just because I'm a Boy Scout? There's no way. How are yeah. you going to call me that? My whole childhood, dude. Sorry about that, man. Um, but it's I get what good. you're saying. You know what I mean? You're... Well, it's the same thing. If you're a Christian now, you're just you're automatically labeled a, hip, a hypocrite. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, you you yeah. could be the the best Christian in your church. You could literally be out there going and, and taking care of all the old ladies in your church, and and uh, you know, working the food pantry and doing all this stuff. But because you're uh, associated with the church. Uh, somebody's going to call you a hypocrite. Yeah, you know? I think a lot uh, of people a- misconstrue Catholicism with Christianity. They do, but they also and they because both hate you got, each other. Well, you got, they don't hate each other, but well, but do. you. The thing is, is that a lot of um, there's been a lot of things that have happened in the Catholic Church with uh, mm-hmm. you know child molestation and and that sort of thing, and them covering it up, which. You know, it it's kind of crazy to me if you think about that. You know what I mean? Because it, it, it's yeah. proven like they've taken priests that have molested hundreds of kids and moved them, you know, mm-hmm. to another country to, to save, you know, to save them from prosecution or whatever. So I think that a lot of people, they just don't understand the difference in the Christianity and Catholicism. the Catholic Church. Right. And I, and I, can, right. I can say this. I was raised in a Southern Baptist Church, so the Southern Baptist Convention just had a huge scandal that was just unearthed uh, this summer, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, basically, here's the thing that we got to realize. We're all men, and all men suck, and all men have ego, and all men have pride, and all men sin, and all men fall short of the glory of God. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That is what men do. So you can't put all your faith and all your trust into one group. Whether right. it be Freemasonry, whether it be the Southern Baptist Church, whether it be Catholicism, whether it be, you know, I, I don't know, whatever organization you want to put yourself a part of, it's you're always going to fail when men are in, involved and get big enough to where they think they can't be touched. Can't, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That ego is risen so, to its all peak. Mm-hmm. So the Illuminati, um, this thing yeah. with the Illuminati, where, where did that become a Freemason? I mean, where, it's so I, obviously I don't believe mm-hmm. the Freemasons are bad. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think if anybody has a, a lick of common sense, they would not think that the Freemasons was a bad thing. They're satanic and all this shit. You know what I mean? So where, how did it get tied together? What, you know, with this Illuminati shit, what, what exactly do you know the origins of that? Man. So the origins that I know as much as I've looked up into it, it's, it's mainly from two places, right? Uh, well, actually three, um, you have the Bavarian Illuminati, uh, that were disbanded around 1797 and George Washington, you know, he was, a, he was a brother of Freemason. George Washington like wrote openly wrote letters saying, "Hey, I'm not letting the Illuminati come to North America. That's a Europe thing. It's not getting over here. They're not going to infiltrate us." And so they 
they ended up not being able to push forward. Like they wanted to be us, but they couldn't be us. So they ended up splitting. Uh, but that didn't stop things like the anti-Masonic party from rolling with it. That didn't stop things like the Taxel hoax. So really the 1800s was just an amazing time because uh, you got to think about it. The printing press was still pretty new, but it was starting to get in full form and you're starting to get communications between uh, the rest of the nation as the railroads are being built and all that stuff. Yeah. So everybody likes a good story and good stories sell. So guess what? who makes really good stories? Hollywood. Right. You know, uh, and as soon as Hollywood and the media started wrapping their fingers around it and seeing these old stories that were being pushed and hearing things like the William Morgan affair and uh, the anti-Masonic party and the Taxel hoax, it just kind of went off. And mm -hmm. uh, to the point where, you know, people even think that, you know, they're like, oh, Joseph Smith was the creator of Freemasonry. And then he created the, the uh, Mormon church. Well, no, that doesn't work because Mormons, uh, Joseph Smith didn't become a Freemason until 1842 and 1843, he revamped his temple uh, rituals. And then in 1844, he fell out of a window and walked into a piece of lead. Um, what? That doesn't, that doesn't work with the timeline of Freemasonry, you know? Yeah, so, so there's no, so you're saying there's, there's literally no ties to Freemason to the Illuminati. Uh, I would say that the, the, the biggest amount of ties that that Illuminati and Freemasonry would have is when Illuminati tried to um, make itself a part of Freemasonry. Uh, there in the the 1770s, 1780s, um, they did try and become what we call an independent body or another, like a, another portion of the Masonic family. But it just didn't hold through. What they were trying to do wasn't what the principal tenets of Freemasonry are. You know, if it doesn't stand on brotherly love, truth, and relief, Freemasons don't want any part of it, you know? Um, so they ended up getting kicked out and getting disbanded in 1797. Now, where they went from there, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But uh, the, the, the story you should take away from that is their values did not mix with regular Freemasonry. Therefore, they couldn't be us. You know, yeah, and that 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 goes along with a whole lot of other organizations and groups as well. You know, uh, you had the uh, KKK, which literally tried to uh, to to intertwine itself within Freemasonry in the South uh, so deep that there were some grand lodges that were at risk of uh, being shut down. You know, um, in Texas we had a grand master who was traveling to the lodges doing inspections of the lodges. And, you know, this is the grand master of Texas. And during this time in the 1940s, so 46, we would have had somewhere around 180,000 Masons, 200,000 Masons in the state of Texas at this point. And uh, he was showing up to lodges and there was nobody there, but the secretary. And he would ask, Hey, where's everybody at? And uh, the secretary would say, well, you know, the, the KKK con uh, clan cave, as a bowling tournament tonight and all the masons went there and so they started looking at it and figuring out what was going on and uh around 1949 and on all these grand lodges in the southern states started saying hey you can either be a mason or you can be a clan member but you can't be both well the guys started looking at themselves and looking inwards and uh, they started noticing that hey freemasonry is actually where it's at and we would much rather be a part of brotherly love, truth, and relief, mm -hmm. and, uh, and and hope, faith, and charity, than be a part of this crap that's going on. And so then you had the really, really fast fall 
of the clan at that point. And so, um, yeah, you don't hear much of them anymore. Really? No, they're still around. Yeah. They're still around. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. definitely, definitely still out there. I mean, we had, I was in one of your lives on TikTok a couple weeks ago, man. And there was a guy in there and he's like, well, why aren't there any black people in Freemasonry? But there that's is. the biggest lie that I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah. That's Some a huge of my, lie. Yeah. I know a whole lodge up here in Dayton, Ohio, when it, it's a black Freemason lodge. I mean, it's yeah. a majority of yeah. black men. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I mean, we can't we can't hide the fact that yes, our our country was built in such a way, and we do have a history of of uh, being segregated segregated and whatnot. Like that's that's the God's honest truth. I can't help that. It wasn't my choice. I wasn't even born. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. Uh, but you know, well that's, that's the way that some of the lodges were. Yeah. And that's the way that they were built. And you know, the only way to change that is to take steps forward to fix that. Well. I would feel 100% comfortable traveling, and those those predominantly black lodges are called Prince Hall lodges. I would feel very comfortable in a Prince Hall lodge. I have no issue going to a Prince Hall lodge, sitting in that lodge, having masonry with my brothers. Right? I consider them to be my brothers just as much as they consider me to be their brother. Mm-hmm. But we can do Masonic function. We can hold Masonic discourse together and be absolutely fine. That might not have been able to happen in the 1950s, 40s, 20s, you know, so on. Uh, but it can happen now. So what we do is we try and be the best that we can today and make ourselves better tomorrow. And uh, I personally sit in lodge with, you know, four or five uh, black Masons. I sit in lodge with several Hispanic Masons. I mean, I live in Texas, right? Right. Yeah. I'm going to sit in lodge with Hispanic Masons. You know I'm going to sit in lodge with Catholic Masons. And I even have Asian Masons and, and uh, a brother from Syria. He has like six different languages that he learned before English, but he was past master of our lodge. So Freemasonry is like really awesome, especially nowadays, because we don't care about the color of your skin. All we care about is what's in your heart. And, and that's all we really want to know. So um, it, it's kind of crazy to me to, to think about that, though, back in the 40s and 50s when the K, you know, obviously the KKK was a big thing back then. Right. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like to me that they were able to successfully infiltrate some of the lodges um, yeah. of the Freemasons. So. Where where were there black members of Freemasons back in that era as well? I think you know there, there were there were black Masons back then, but I I think that it was on a much more segregated level, uh, just like your churches. You had black Baptist churches and white Baptist churches. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so know, it wasn't as organized. That, Is that what you I mean? I don't think they. Yeah, I don't think they were. They were necessarily sitting and lodged together. I think it was the way that the towns were built, and and you know, um, that's that's just the way you did it. And it's it's terrible that it happened that way. But I wouldn't say that 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 the KKK necessarily infiltrated it. I think they tricked a lot of guys. Because what mm. would happen? You'd come to go to a master mason degree, right? And uh, a lot of times we make a lot of make a lot of fun of it. You know, we have Scottish Rite Masonry and York Rite Masonry and the Shrine and the Grotto and all these dependent bodies. And what we say is normally when you get raised a sublime degree of a master mason, you're going to have another petition for some form of masonry in your hand as they stand you up. Right. And uh, so that's kind of the way it was back then. Well, hey, congratulations on becoming a master mason. All the brothers are a part of this thing, and that you know they would get a petition to the clan. And uh, I think some guys were just naive, and it's one of those deals where you know if if all my friends are hanging out at the at you know the go kart track or something like that, well then I'm going to be at the go kart track hanging out with them. And that's just a lot of a lot of the ways that the guys saw it. And uh, unfortunately, it it's just a terrible organization. But 
like we said before, who's still around today and who's not, you know? Yeah. Or not as prevalent. Yeah. 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 So, so you, um, let me ask you this, man, and, and kind of speaking about, you know, we're talking about the uh, Christianity and things like that. Um, as mm-hmm. far as I know, as a Mason, you have to have some sort of faith in a higher being. Is that correct? Yep. Yeah, you have to have a faith in a in a higher higher being, a supreme uh, supreme being, a higher power. Um, in Texas, the way that the petition is written out is: Do you uh, have a belief in the supreme being? Do you uh, believe in the immortality of the soul? So you know the eternal the eternal soul, and do you have a volume of sacred law? Some jurisdictions don't make you go that far. Um, others do. Um, but the, the main thing is they just want to know, do you have a faith that has a strong foundation? Um, so let me ask you this pre- then, mm-hmm. because I mean, and, and I'm, I'm a, uh, if you, if you, when, when you know me more and everybody that knows me, I'm a very, um, I believe in God. You know what I mean? I'm very, yeah. I'm devoted, you know, I'm a, I'm, sure. I'm a Christian. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But, I do believe that there are other religions that have a basis to stand on. Okay. Okay. So what if you had somebody that has the, the higher being, okay. And their higher being is Satan. Okay. So what, and, and, you know, obviously that, that, that religion, satanic religion has, Mm I mean, they. I believe. I believe there is Satan. I believe that is a real yeah. thing. You know what I mean? I believe in heaven. Yeah. I believe in hell. Um, and I don't know how you feel about that, but as a Christian, I'm sure you probably do. You believe in Satan as well? That he exists? Oh, me? I'm sorry. I couldn't yeah. tell you're talking. Yeah, about. I'm sorry. Uh, no, absolutely. I believe that Satan exists. So what if? 100. What if you have someone that tries to join the lodge that says, "Well, my higher being is Satan." So. Um, you know, part of the balloting, that, that's that's part of the whole process of Freemasonry. You petition a lodge, and then you fill out your information there. And then you get investigated, and it's basically a rehash of your petition. And, uh, you know, the guys want to talk to you, get to know you a little bit more. It's also an opportunity for you and your family to ask the lodge questions as well. Uh, within that area, there should come a point where they talk a little bit about faith. But they're not going to poke and prod you and say, hey uh what denomination are you are you a christian are you jewish are you muslim or anything like that it's mainly do you have a volume of sacred law do you have a faith in god now if you decide that you need to fill out and say hey i am a satanist or i am a luciferian or something like that when it gets to the actual balloting of the situation that's the most sacred part of freemasonry uh throughout the the whole fraternity because within the balloting we don't politic and what that means is I don't go to lodge and tell you, hey, I know this guy is about to petition. Don't vote for him. You know, uh, we don't do that. It's all of our own heart and how we want to vote for the person. So what I can say is it's the lodge's choice on whether or not they let that guy in. Right. And, and I'm not just trying to push that off on the lodge, but it, it is it is the lodge's choice. So my opinion might not matter. Uh, now, for me, and, and this is really the only topic that I'll really tell you how, I'll, how, how I will vote, uh, because it is a big topic. Right now, I think there's a, there's a shift in the, the spirituality of America right now. Like People are wanting to, to get closer to God. They, you know, we've, we've 
gone off into the atheist world where where uh, atheists actually were the majority of, of Americans for a little bit. You know, everybody just kind of lost their faith and, and was forgetting about it. And now we've we've kind of shifted back to where, all right, we have a, a, a belief in something. We don't know what that is, but we think something's out there. So this is a big issue. And for me, within the, 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 the context of, of, of Satanism, uh, there's two types of Satanism. One, there's there's basically the atheistic type where it's just kind of a crap shot and a, uh, a parody of what Christianity is. Or two, you actually believe in Satan. So if it's if it's somebody who, who believes that Satan is their higher power, I would still have to say no. And the reason is because Satan's a creation. He's not a creator. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, uh, uh-huh. Because it, it, if you go by the context of, well, I'm a Christian, I believe that Satan's real, and this guy is a Satanist, and he believes in Satanists, well, then he also believes what the Bible says, where he was cast out from heaven, uh, he was a creation, and he's here to kill, steal, and destroy. Right. What does that have to do with the way that I view what Freemason, Freemason is? But isn't yeah. it, wouldn't you think, though, that because as a Christian and, and with that faith, your job <laughs> is to um is to promote the 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 god right is your job is to yeah. try to bring other people to christianity um to sure. to worship god and jesus mm-hmm. so by denying somebody the ability to come into your lodge because they are satanist aren't you doing it i mean wouldn't you feel like you're doing a disservice to the bible because i mean uh, if you if you could bring that person into your lodge and bring him mm-hmm. as part of your group and then maybe change his mind and get him yeah. to join Christianity and become a Christian, then then that's a major thing you've done. Yeah, but then he that's wouldn't have done the Freemason. Yeah, not through the Lodge. Yeah, not through the Lodge. Yeah, he has to believe in it first. Yeah, Freemasonry is not a religion. No, you see, so you're yeah. not allowed. You're not that. I'm glad you guys said that. So you're not allowed to even talk about religion during Lodge. Is that correct? During a tiled lodge, no, you can't have that conversation. After lodge, when you get to know your brothers mm-hmm. enough, uh, you could. When you start to build those relationships and everything like that, you can talk about religion. Uh, I mean, um, New Year's Eve night, I was sitting in the back porch with two other brothers. Mm-hmm. We were having cigars, drinking whiskey, and, breaking uh, tables. We got into we got into some religious talks. You didn't right? hear me. Did you hear me say it? <laughs> no, I didn't. Breaking, oh, yeah, breaking tables. tables. Yeah. 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 <laughs> jerks <laughs> but no it was, we got into some theological debate and whatnot absolutely see i've okay. always we know I've each always, other well enough that we can have that it could do that yeah i've always been like the type of person that if somebody tells me um they believe in satan or in, in their yeah. satanic and they worship satan and all that i'm not i'm not going to discredit that person i'm not going to like um shun that person but I'm going to speak to yeah. my faith, you know what I mean, yeah. and tell them, like, yeah. this is why, yeah, I believe in Satan, too, but mm-hmm. this is why you shouldn't worship Satan. Yeah. You know what I mean? That well, sort of thing. So so there's, you know, there's there's a fine line between Brother Fluff the Freemason and Zach the person, right? Right. And part of that fine line is Freemasonry doesn't define Zach, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that, in fact, Freemasonry is just my hobby. You got some guys that are car guys. You got some guys that are barbecue guys. You got some guys that are airplane guys and motorcycle guys and whatnot. I am a Freemason, and I'm okay. passionate about the craft. This is my mm-hmm. hobby. This is my thing. Zach is a person. I agree with you 100%. I don't discredit anybody. In fact, I don't judge anybody. 
for any faith that they have. Right. And that's one beautiful thing about coming into Freemasonry, where it is a secular group of, uh, of men and one fraternity under the fatherhood, the belief of the fatherhood of God, uh, meaning that, you know, we may not all share the same uh, dogma and religious uh, uh, canons and everything, but we do believe that somebody created us for a higher purpose on this earth. Um, so that's, that's one of the great things about it. But, you know, if a Satanist comes up to me and says, Hey, I'm a Satanist. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. What do you want yeah. to talk about at that point? <laughs> yeah. Like, what? Uh, right. I, yeah. I can't, I can't Bible thump them and say, well, I think you're completely wrong. Right. Because if he's shaped his whole life around this ideology of him worshiping Satan, that's his choice. That's between him and his creator. Which is ironic because at that point we have the same creator and he's got to figure out some way to figure to, to discuss it with him one day. Uh, but that's between him and his creator. That's not between me. That's yeah. exactly that's one of the I arguments I use yeah. when I talk. Yeah. If I so, and I've had a few where you know I've talked to atheists and that sort of thing and or yeah. not even atheists for for that matter because I think it's easier to debunk a Satanist than it is a, an atheist. It's um, actually easier to debunk an atheist. Well, I mean, the reason why I say the Satanist here. is because if you admit to Satan, you're admitting that there was a creator. And that right. creator, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, you're yeah. admitting to that. And atheists, I think, I mean, honestly, they don't even believe that there's a creator at all. You know, no. some, most of them. So, it's really, you know, I find it easier to debunk a Satanist than it is a, 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 an atheist. Yeah. Yeah. A hard, I think a hard-headed atheist is very difficult to get to. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're just like at, at some point you just gotta let a hard athe headed atheist figure it out on their own. Right? Yeah, that's but, true. You know, yeah. I'm just yep. I'm just always like zero times zero equals zero. You can't get nothing from nothing. Right. Yeah. yeah. Whether yep. I'm right or wrong, you know, if 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 I'm if I'm right or wrong, I got a fifty fifty shot of being right. Already. Or wrong. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh but the math doesn't add up whenever you can't get zero plus zero that equals yeah. zero. You I have kids. It doesn't like, I didn't do yeah. it by myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's just, no way all this. Work. Yeah. And I, I believe in the big bang theory because I believe that my Bible says that, um, you know, in the beginning, God created the heaven and earth and he said, let there be light and bang. Yeah. There was light, you know, yeah. uh, so, he needed to make something sustainable. How many times would it take you to make Play-Doh? Exactly. If, like if you were making exactly. Play-Doh all by yourself, how many how long would it take you to get Play-Doh? I have no idea oh. what Play-Doh is made of, dude. I have no slime yeah. or something. I have yeah. no idea. How many planets yeah. do you think it took that dude to make? If he's a dude. Well, God, in my opinion, God made it. I mean, it, it's it, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. it's, there's uh, a purpose for it all. Yeah, I mean, I I agree. I believe in the Big Bang theory as well. I and, think and some I'm people a, are a little crazy. I believe if they in, don't say the Big Bang's not possible. Like, I'm, we I'm kind of, I'm kind of back in. You know, the thing is, is like I'm, I'm a very scientific person as well. So I know there's that's science the hard, behind things. Yes, there's that's the hardest thing. But it's like, well, okay, if you believe in a higher being, you believe that he created science to make all this shit for you. Exactly. Him. Exactly. Like, it that's why it's somewhere. there. <laughs> it came from somewhere. Yeah. Well, you know, science is just simply, uh, it's just a way of putting things together. Yeah. And the way to put things together is just geometry. Yeah. And the original name for for geometry was Freemasonry. Yep. Yep. So, 100 percent, uh, man. 100 percent. So why? It's, it's go ahead. I'm I, sorry. I did want to share this. I did want to share this. Yeah. The, the the best way to witness to people, like Satanists, like atheists, like all of that. The best mm -hmm. way to witness is simply be a good person, and be kind towards them. Yeah. Yeah. Not be an asshole. Yeah. And 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 do what God tells you to do because I'm I'm very much a red letter Christian, and so you know when they asked Jesus what what were the greatest two commandments. 
or what's the greatest commandment? Uh, Christ said the greatest two commandments is to love God with all your heart, mind, strength, body, and soul, and to love your neighbor as God loves you. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it. That's all you got to do. If you want to give the perfect witness to somebody, love them. Love them, love them, love them. And that can change anybody's heart because the moment they respect you, the moment that they see you being virtuous and actually uh, you know, uh, doing what you say you're going to do and, and living a good life and loving your kids and loving your family and going out and supporting charities and going out and doing good things, that's when their heart opens up enough for them to talk to you and, and really get to understand you, which if God is a part of your life, that's just naturally going to come out in that story. 100%, man. I agree. Hey, I wanted to ask you real quick, Zach, do you mind if we take a quick break? Yeah, no problem. Okay. Um, when we come back, I want to get into why women are not allowed to join the lodge. Oh, can we God, talk about man, that? You're throwing the hard ones out there. Oh yeah, yeah we are. Well, I think that's a, <laughs> I think that's a big one, man. Especially nowadays with all this tox- toxic masculinity bullshit yeah, that's going yeah. around. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I really want to. I really want to. You know, Dig talk about that. that and figure yeah. that out because I've always wondered myself. Yeah, that's why um, I wish I would have been able. Toxic feminism, man. Yeah, that's, there's God. that too. Hey, man. Yes, that's true. Hey, we'll yep. get into that we'll too. Get into that I was too. talking about that earlier, but yeah. let me uh, <laughs> let's do this. Let's take a quick sponsor break. Um, Zach, I'm going to leave it recording. If you need to step away or whatever, um, I'm going to be honest be with long. you. I'm going to step out. I'm going to take a quick uh, piss and then <laughs> yeah. um, smoke a quick cigarette, and I'll be right back. All right, you we'll good with that? I'll All right, bro. Thank yep. you. Yeah. Hey, Alphas. We would like to invite you to join the pack. You can find us on Facebook at Mind of the Alpha Podcast, Instagram at Mind.OfTheAlpha, and YouTube at Mind of the Alpha Podcast. We hope to see you commenting. Now let's get back to this week's show. Okay. We are uh, back, everybody. Hopefully you'll check out that sponsor. Um, We got uh, Zach, Brother Fluff from TikTok, talking to us here about Freemasonry. And um, one of the biggest questions I think out there, man, are, are why are women not allowed to join the lodge? Yeah. Why is it a fraternity? That is, a, that is the <laughs> hottest question that you could ask right now. And uh, before I answer it, <clears throat> let me put out a little disclaimer right quick. Um, this is in no way the Grand Lodge of Texas, any other Grand Lodge, any other lodge, lodge that I may be a part of or a pennant body that I may, may be a member of. This is Brother Fluff's thoughts alone, and uh, that's it. So right I just on. want to put that little disclaimer there first. Fair enough. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, that's one of the that's, – that's a big misconception about Freemasonry, to be completely honest, is the fact that we don't let women in. And when people think of the lodge, they think of just the entire building itself. And the, the fact of the matter is um, we allow our wives to come in all the time. Um, we allow our daughters, our families to come in and, and we hold Masonic events, uh, whether it be, you know, cookies with Santa or, um, you know, a a car show or fundraiser for one of the hospitals or something that we support. Uh, so to do any sort of event, right, we have to have women involved. Now, why can't women be members? That's, that's kind of another topic right there in itself. And, I really think that that stems back to what we were talking about earlier with the with the uh, origins of Freemasonry. And when you look at what Freemasonry is and what we do and what we support, um, and you go back to the operative Masons. So, so again, like the guys that were actually 
building the walls, building the temples, building cathedrals, building Notre Dame and things like that. Um, they created these lodges and they were set up so that the men could go in and build and the women would help supply, cook the meals, get the get the food prepped and everything like that. They were lodges. They were places of housing. Uh, they were taking care of, of the guys. Now, what would happen if, you know, a two-ton boulder fell on one of the guys and ended up killing one of the workmen, right? Mm -hmm. um, the lodge would come together and support that widow and any orphans that that member may have had. So from the very beginnings of Freemasonry, that was the that was the thing. It was it was set up as a, as a group for men. It was set up to take care of the wives and widows. And so the the very definition of fraternity is an organization, a group of men. Right. Um, yep. So you you can't have the women involved with that. Now we've obviously evolved. We've adapted. We've changed over time, um, especially the way that we see society today. But even within fraternal fraternal organizations within North America. Um, Freemasonry was really one of the first to really promote women's suffrages. Um, you know, I, I can't remember the exact date. I think I want to say it was 1860s, 1870s, somewhere in there. Uh, the OES, Order of the Eastern Star, came to be. And that was uh, designed by a Freemason, a Master Mason, uh, to be co-ed masonry, to, to allow the women to come and be a part and perform in their own ritualistic things. Okay and have their own philanthropies and charities within the Masonic umbrella. Um, shortly after the shrine was created, you had the, the, the ladies of the Nile and the, 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 the lady Shriners and, and things like that within commandery, Knights Templary, we have the Boceant and a women's organization there. So women are, are all a part of Freemasonry. We understand that to be a good man, in a lot of cases, you have to have a good woman behind you. Within Blue Lodge itself, there's stories, um, Back during the Civil War uh, in 1863 in Alabama, for instance, there was a lady who uh, whose husband was off in battle during the Civil War, and she was worried that if something happened to him, she wouldn't be taken care of. So she was she was climbing in the roofs of the lodge. She was in the eaves of the lodge, and uh, she was listening in and and learning enough secrets about Freemasonry that she eventually felt like she could dress up like a man. Uh, give the passwords and signs and everything and, and get into the lodge, which she successfully did. And when she was found, the lodge figured out, they were like, you know, what are we going to do with this woman? You know, she knows all of our secrets. She knows all of her passwords. What are we going to do with her? And so they made her a Mason. So there has been women Freemasons over the course of time. Um, that's but wicked. So is there no, yeah. is there no doctrine <laughs> then that states that women are not allowed to join the Freemasons? Like, is there... No, so I think that's a misconception. Like you, I cannot be, uh, I cannot be at the making of a, a woman Freemason. I cannot be uh, a part of of making a woman a Freemason. I cannot sit in a lodge that is of women Freemasons, and uh, you know that's 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 a big part of all our obligations. That's a big part of our rules. Uh, but I cannot deny that there are. Uh, I can't deny that there's not. Freemason lodges out there. So over in, in Europe, for instance, where they don't have OES and they don't have some of the women's organizations that we do, uh -huh. they do have other bodies. And I can't remember the acronyms for them, but I think one of them is HVAF, right? Uh, so uh, they do have women's Freemason Grand Lodges. And the United Grand Lodge of England, uh, they recognize them as Masons, 
but they're not regular. So that means that, you know, a, a, myself or another guy that may be a part of United Grand Lodge, Lodge of England, they can't just walk in and sit in Lodge and have Masonic conversations with these ladies. But we can say, hey, they're doing good Masonic work. They're they're improving themselves and they're giving to charity and doing things that other Masons do. Uh, we just we can't be involved and sit in their group. And I think it's important that we can't do that, too. Um, there is something about breaking off from the ladies and being with the boys every once in a while. Right. Absolutely. Like yes. There is. There is some major growth that can happen when you yeah. go on your hunting trips. You know, mm -hmm. I, I was talking to a guy the other day. He's like, I've been in a, a deer blind with like five guys for the past six days. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, how you feel? Oh, I feel freaking great. I'm tired, but I feel great. Yeah. You know, and those are stories that those guys are going to talk about for the rest of their lives. Um, there's, there's, there's something about having camaraderie where you can come you know, you, you get off of work, you come home, you change, you shower up, you head out to the lodge, you eat the food, you get inside the lodge itself, and there's a brother can always tell when something's wrong with you. Yeah. Hey, Zach, what's going on? Yeah, Man, what's up, bud? What's wrong with work you? Work is busting my balls right now. Yeah, I'm having a really hard time at work, or, or you know, my wife is mad that I'm at this at another meeting this week. Yeah. Uh, you know, things are just just going on, and and I don't know what to do. And there's something about that, just having guys there. And when you bring women into the mix, I don't know what it does, but it gets funky. And it always yeah. ends up being a competition, and it always ends up trying yeah. to be, you know, uh, who's who's the biggest man. And, and yeah, yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. It gets yes. it, it gets weird. So it does. having that that it's honestly, and I hate saying it, I really hate saying it this way, but. A lodge without women is a safe place for men. Yeah. That's kind of what and, this podcast is. Kind of like things we, you know. Yeah. We get to a spot where it's like, you know, like if one of us has a bad day and we come, we come in on the podcast or there's something that mm -hmm. was bothering us last week. Well, we I think bring that, it out on the podcast. I think that that's one of the reasons why we started this podcast yeah. is because we want it to be um, a safe locker, place. Locker for, room talk. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Locker room not just that, but I wanted to, we wanted to be a, a place for men to gather and, and kind of come together. That's why, you know, one of the things that when you think of an alpha, you think of an alpha male, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yep. So mm -hmm. I get, you know, where you're coming from on that aspect of things. But with the movement of toxic masculinity these days, man, and talking mm -hmm. about do you and I, man, I've made it my I've made it my fucking goal this year. Excuse yeah. my language. I made it my. I don't know if, how you feel about that, but I've made it my goal this year to debunk that shit because I'm tired of yeah. it, man. I'm sick and tired of talking. You know, all these women talking about it, it, it. Men are toxic, and you can't be a man, and and you yeah. can't be. You know, we're different people. We're not the same as a woman. Yeah. We're gonna have different. Well, there is a thing called toxic ma masculinity. I mean, look at it. It's in the news today. Andrew Tate. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. You want to go viral? Hashtag Andrew Tate. Right now in this podcast, yeah. Andrew Tate is a toxic male, in my opinion. Right? He he talks he talks bad about the way that he treats women, and I mean you know he's doing what he's doing. He's trying to get views, and what he's doing to get views works. But he's a kind of a toxic guy. But you know well, one of the things you know, that pisses me off about Andrew Tate though, and and the 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 things that he receives because here's the thing: you take a 15 second bite of something he said, right? Mm -hmm. But they won't play the entire thing. 
So if you, and yeah, I, I that, promise yeah, you, if you go true. back, and I've done this, if you go back and you listen to the entire conversation, I think the the problem with him is with Andrew Tate is that he he said a lot of these things before he became so famous. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. I don't think he realized. And at that time, when you only have 500 listeners hearing what you have to say, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. If one yeah. percent of them get offended by that, it's not that big of a deal, but right? Also, because yeah. But now he's got millions. He's one of the most Googled person, you know, people yeah. on earth at yeah. this point. Yeah. When- um. So I think that some of the things that Andrew Tate said, he said in the wrong way. And it was taken out of the, in the wrong context. But if you really listen to the sound bites and you go back and listen to what he what his full conversation was, um, mm-hmm. I think it would change a little bit about your perspective on some of the things he said. Have okay, you ever? Then let's go with uh, let's go with Liver King. No, that guy. <laughs> I think Liver King is a toxic male. He is. I mean, he's sitting there. He's sitting there yeah. showing how eating meat and how busting butt can get you this and getting that. And we find out that he's been using roids the whole time, you know? And and here's the thing about Freemasonry. Freemasonry is not promoting toxic masculinity. It's not necessarily saying, hey, go out there and be the alpha, you know? There are a lot of alpha males within Freemasonry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of betas, too, because there's some guys who don't want to lead. They just want to be part of the group. And, you know, to be an alpha, you got to have a group. You got to have a pack. So that's just, that's part of life right there. But the thing about Freemasonry, you know, the square, the bottom part of the symbol there, the square teaches us to act virtuous towards all men. It doesn't matter if you're a Mason or not. Act virtuous towards all men. Well, if you start being virtuous and, and you really start uh, uh, promoting yourself in the way that Freemasonry really wants you to, to, to be, mm-hmm. then you're not going to have any issues with toxic masculinity because you're, you're treating everybody on the level. On the you're same playing cool. field. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree with that. So is there, to these days, is there an actual um, lodge? So you said in England that there's a lodge of women, is that correct? There's a, there's, there's a... It's like two, a subsidized lodge. Two grand lodges. I don't know how many lodges, lodges there are, but there's, there's two grand lodges in England that are set up for women, and there's one grand lodge in North America. But they still Washington, have, D.C. they still have the fraternity aspect of masonry. They, still yeah, they intact. Use the, they use the same uh they use the same symbols they use the same everything the story that i've heard is a lot of like this one lodge and this one grand lodge in england it it set up um during the 1940s during world war ii and uh these old, old uh uh these, these these guys you know they were they were being shipped off you got to remember the history of england world mm-hmm. war one took out a huge population of english men Oh yeah. When World War II is kicking off. They're getting worried that they're not going to have any guys. They're going to have anybody. You know? Yeah. Uh, yep. You know, so um, some of the women who honored their fathers and really appreciated what their fathers were doing within the Masonic lodges, um, they got a hold of as much information as they could. They went through their their father's stuff. Uh, they they read history about it and all that stuff, and they created their own grand lodge. And from what I've seen on the outside, which is you know, just YouTube and some documentaries and things Mm -hmm. like that which is basically what every conspiracy theorist sees on me um (laughs) but from what i've seen on the outside i would be able to say that what they're doing is very very close to legitimate freemasonry right you know so there's Uh, some lodges out there though that are so when i was talking to tyler about um widows miho um when i was talking to him about this um 
a guy that I knew before that I did the podcast. He actually he tried to join the Freemasons, right? He mm-hmm. he said well he said he tried to join the Freemasons. And one of the things he right. said was he went in um during the initiation or something like that and had to like get naked in front of okay. everybody and and all this other crap and and I was like, "Man, that's that's not true. There's no way." That's- so Tyler was telling me that because you're your actual symbol is not copyrighted or anything like that, that there's actually lodges out there that, that will, um, that will use the symbol and portray themselves as Freemasons, but they're not actually considered or you're not recognized. They're not recognized. Yeah. They are, uh, they are clandestine lodges. And if you clandy, you ain't dandy. And unfortunately those lodges, they, they're really a source of a lot of the conspiracy theories as well. In my okay. opinion. So why is it that uh, you guys don't? I've never even heard of this before. This is crazy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So there's lodges yeah. here, here in Ohio, or up here in Ohio, near us, that are like this. Yeah. The lions. There's that lions place up the. In, the lions den. Yeah. No, that's. They try and say that they're it. masons. They are. They are Freemasons. So, are they? Yeah. That it's just a, a specific type of Freemason, I believe. The Shriners, maybe. Oh yeah, to to be a Shriner, the Shriners Children's International Hospital. Yeah. Or International Hospital for Children. My right. bad. Can't talk today. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's, You're doing that's great if you can't talk today. Yeah, <laughs> that's a uh, that's Freemasonry all the way. To be a Shriner, you have to be a Master Mason. So, but so not what, all Master Masons are Shriners, though. So why is it that if if we know and you know and and I'm sure you're not the only one that knows this, but if you know that these clandestine lodges are um, portraying you, your group, and your your uh, your lodge, your you know the Freemasons in general, in a in a bad way, in a bad manner. Then why is it that you're not able to um, get these shut down? Uh, a lot of times they end up getting themselves shut down. Uh, they don't do the proper paperwork. They don't do the proper things that they need to do to um, file with taxes and everything like that. If you ever see a Freemason lodge and it says LLC on it, run as far away as you can go um because that is a business it's a business right yeah. it is it is not true freemasonry uh the simple truth of the matter is nobody owns the rights to the square and compass at all and and i don't want anybody to ever own it you know they shouldn't but wouldn't uh, you think though that you should that maybe um, they should actively i mean who's, who's gonna own it yeah, who's well, gonna own it i i I can't own it. The Grand Lodge of Texas can't own it. We is have, there not a lodge that's like the Grand Lodge of all lodges, though? No, we have no. Uh, there is no one. You, there is no one Grand Lodge that every Grand Lodge bends their needs to. Every so is Grand there lodge no? And it is in the world is sovereign. So is there no um, recognized one leader of all Freemasonry? Well, it's a brotherhood. Nope. Nope, and that's why anytime you see somebody who says that the king of England or the queen of England is the leader of Freemasonry, I just laugh. Because, uh, you know, a lot of times now, we do have the grandpa of Freemasonry, which is the UGLE, United Grand Lodge of England. That's that's considered to be the grandpa of Freemasonry. Uh, the Grand Lodge of Scotland, that's another grandpa of Freemasonry. And, and we'll use those, those Grand Lodges uh, to help us on the internet on the fly, right? Uh, because if, if UGLE recognizes a Grand Lodge, I can get on their website and, and find you any Grand Lodge within any country in the world and tell you that's where you need to go if you want to become a Freemason. If you want more information for your area, that's where you go. Um, but the truth of the matter is my Grand Lodge of Texas doesn't recognize all the Grand Lodges on that list. And so it's it's gets 
like when you're just explaining it to somebody who has no idea what Freemasonry is, it gets really hard explaining like, well, you know, you live in Uganda and you can go to this Grand Lodge in Uganda, uh, but just so no, I'm never going to be able to talk to you as a Mason. And whenever you, you build up this persona and you build up this image online as your brother Fluff, you're a proud Freemason, you're a Freemason of the world. Um, it's kind of disheartening when you learn, oh, well, I can join that Grand Lodge, but I can't be technically, technically I can't be a brother with, with, with brother fluff. Right. So what I do is I use the United Grand Lodge of England's website to help me find the lodges just to send people there. Because at the end of the day, you know, it's about making sure that guys are getting someplace that they can uh, make themselves better men. I mean, we don't don't bow our knees to anybody. I feel like if, if I was in a, in a group like this and, um, I knew that there was these clandestine lodges out there that were representing us in a bad way, I would do everything in my power to stop that because I think that you guys get a lot of um, bad publicity because of these groups. Well, this is reason number two why we're hitting it so hard on social media nowadays. I mean, on TikTok alone, I I can I can count off in my head. We're live on TikTok right now, but I'm not doing too good. Uh, We don't have as many followers as you do. So, Uh, on on TikTok, we got we got uh, we got fifteen twenty guys that are clandestine masons. Mm Mm-hmm that I can count off the top of my head right now. Um, and Ashley guys, said you know, go live together. Um, I don't know if he's... A, are you able to do that? I mean, I should be. I don't know how to do that. Well, do I invite you? No, he... W- yeah, kind of. Oh. Are you guys linked on TikTok? Yeah. Yeah, we're linked on TikTok. You kidding me? Kind of, what kind of question is yeah, that? Yeah, how do you think we talk to each other? <laughs> I don't have my stand in here. I'm going to have to figure out how to make this work um, I'll, just put it on the computer. I'll put it on the computer i'm good dude i don't even know how to do that i did it oh. see you said i'm not i did it with ashley oh, wait, wait 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 okay yeah. i'll edit all this out man no big deal oh uh, no worries bro hold on two one lift off uh let's see host Oh, did you, you did you go live? I got you. Okay. Yeah, I got you. I just invited you. Oh, okay. Heck yeah. Appreciate that, bud. There we go, man. Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, we have to turn it down. So we don't do the feedback there. Yeah. My bad. It won't let you. You're going to have to mute us. It won't let you go all the way down. Uh, you probably had to send me another invite, man. Did you just my back bad, out? My bad. Yeah, I hit a button. No, I did. I messed up. Oh, you hit it. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, send me an invite because it's not letting me invite you. Um, I'm in your live right now. Okay, there we go. There you go. Now you're coming up. All right. All right. I'll turn yeah, we got to turn the volume. So, you might have to go in and mute him. I won't let you go all the way down. It's weird. Okay. Uh, yeah, see? Hold on. I'll mute you. I'll mute you. There you go. You muted me? Yeah, I muted you. Okay. Well, now they're not going to be able to hear you. No, we we yeah we have to mute you because the it picks it up yeah. on our microphones. You can unmute us. I don't know if it's gonna pick it up on yours though. I think we're good. I think we're good. What's going on, guys? Yeah. We're we're going going live with Mind of the Alpha podcast. We've we've been doing this for a little bit. Now. A little bit, yeah, we, hour and a half. We still got a little bit more here to go. Yeah. So you said there's 15 to 20 different guys on TikTok that are considered yeah. clandestine Freemasons. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that I can count off the top of my head. So what? Yeah. What? Um, 
do you are you able to let the people know who these people are? I mean, or, or do you prefer? Because I mean, that's probably a fine line between uh, slander. You know what I mean? And I don't want yeah. you to get get your account banned or anything like that. So no, you know, it, it it is a fine line between slander, but it's also a fine line of they still get to wear the square and compass, just like I wear the square and compass, right? And so there's a point on TikTok when arguing with people and um, uh, telling them that, hey, no, you're not a real Freemason. Oh, you're a real Freemason. And you knowing nothing about Freemasonry coming in and looking at the conversation, it starts to get ridiculous. So what I'll do is if they make a post and talk about what they're doing and I'm able to stitch it or duet it and like just actively say, hey, you're, you're wrong, you're not right, yeah, no, then we will, we will just, we'll kind of get into it and roll with it for a little bit. Um, other times, I mean, here's, here's the God's honest truth. Whenever I start talking about my Freemasonry and what we do at the Grand Lodge of Texas and the way that real Freemasons act and the right way that real Freemasons are going out in their communities and doing things, that's the amazing part right there because you know what happens? Uh, in Houston, which is a huge place for clandestine lodges within Texas, We've had six guys who have completely demitted, left their clandestine lodges and said, hey, I understand. I am not a master mason. I am not what I thought I was. And they are actually going through the process. And I'm sure by now they're probably master masons. But uh, they started going through the process of becoming a real Freemason under the Grand Lodge of Texas. And so uh, that's the really cool stuff. And we've been able to make that happen every now and then. That's crazy. There, there's There's a huge difference between the real and fake and when the guys start understanding that real freemasonry is bringing real light real brotherly love real truth real hope real faith real charity real passion they want to be a part of it so what when you when you come across them um what what types of things have you seen them say that that kind of that do you think that that's where a lot of these uh, conspiracy theories are coming from, these people, these type of people? Oh, yeah. I mean, definitely some of them, especially the ones where, you know, the, the, the hazing and uh, the, the making, making them drink out of certain things and the making them do weird stuff or like right. that one that you just told me about them having to strip down completely. And, yeah, we don't do that in real freebasery. There's no hazing. Uh, Freemasonry is like the, one of the very first lessons taught to you is that, hey, you're safe. You're with a friend. Um, so, you know, like that's that's one of the biggest differences that I've seen is just the fact that the initial experience from day one to the rest of your life is is completely opposite of what we do within a real lodge. So have you before. So let me ask you this before you became a Freemason. Um, did you feel like you were maybe missing something in life and like, or, or camaraderie or, or something like that? Or, well, I mean, so the, the truth is in, in, uh, in my life, my story with Freemasonry is, is kind of complicated. It, it, it's, it's, it's a little long, but I'll tell you, um, I'll, I'll shorten it up just a little bit for you. My grandpa was like my best friend in my entire life. And he was a big history nerd and I'm a history nerd. And we just really liked being with each other. Um, his great grandpa. So my great, great grandpa 
he was the last Freemason in my family, and we'd always look at his ring, and we'd always, you know, I'd ask him, hey, Papa, how do I become a Freemason? And he'd be like, well, Zach, you can't become a Freemason. We don't have that, that, that lineage anymore. It's not there. So, uh, but we continued to study. His favorite movie was National Treasure, <laughs> you know, no oh, well, movie thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, he dug it. That was, that was his thing. And uh, whenever I was going through trials and tribulations in life, including a divorce, um, I would go over every night and get a big old bowl of ice cream, sit down with Papa and watch some history documentary or National Treasure. That's what we did. And in 2018, um, I was just going through a really rough year. Um, my dog died. A church that I helped start closed down. Uh, I lost my job. Uh, my wife was eight months pregnant, but because I lost my job, I was going to have to foreclose on my house pretty soon. So we decided to move out in a 33 foot RV in the middle of a field in Texas, which we explained earlier how flat Texas is. So guess what? The wind blows really, really hard. <laughs> um, it's, it's miserable. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, and then, um, my great grandma who was 104 years old, she passed away. And then two weeks later, my boss, my brand new boss who just hired me, he passed away oh my God. Uh, unexpectedly. And then uh, about seven days after that, my uh, youngest son was born. And three days after my youngest son was born, my grandpa passed away unexpectedly. Oh, man. And so, like, this whole That's 2018, this whole year, it <clears throat> hit me hard. Mm -hmm. I had nothing. I was working a job where my boss was paying me $700 a month. Cause I was supposed to be getting paid commission, but he wasn't paying me out of my commission. I had $680,000 of sales in 18 months and I only made $700 a month. How does that work? You know, um, I was really just really depressed. I couldn't take care of my family. I couldn't lift this up. It was when winter time rolled around, it was so freaking cold. My kids were sick. We, you know, you can't put covers and blankets on a newborn baby in a crib. Uh, but when you live in an RV, you put them in a ski suit and just hope that, they stay warm till the next morning, you know? Um, so it was terrible. It was a terrible life. I felt like the lowest man that I could possibly be. And then in February of 2019, I just got an Illuminati scammer message, right? And it was somebody saying, join the Illuminati, become Brotherhood of Freemasonry, get fame, get fortune, get all of this, you know? And so I knew one of my best friends from, from uh, junior high and high school. I've known him since 99. Um, I knew he was a Freemason. I just sent him a message and I said, Hey, um, tell your boys to get off me. Cause I can't be a Freemason because I don't have the lineage. I don't have the bloodline. I don't have this. I don't have that. And he's like, Hey Zach, you know, all you got to do to be, to be a Freemason is to be a good man and have a belief in the Supreme being. Well, I know you're a great man. You're, you're one of the best guys I know. And you, uh, you have a, a very deep faith in God. And I know that you're a Christian. Would you like to come to dinner tonight? which was huge because my lodge only meets once a month. Mm -hmm. So if you think about it, the, the off chance of me coming to dinner that night, you know, I probably wouldn't have done it if it would have been, Hey, come to dinner next week. And I definitely would have done it is if he said, Hey, come to dinner next month, you know, but it was, do you want to come to dinner tonight to learn more about it? And uh, I said, yeah. And um, immediately when I walked in, I saw all the brothers, started walking around introducing myself within the old farts is which what I call the old guys, the old farts. I saw men who couldn't necessarily replace my grandpa, but they had just as much knowledge about history and love for, you know, our country, our state as my grandpa did. And then, um, 
the younger guys seem to be guys that I could connect with on a deeper level and really start to, to build myself up. And, uh, you know, immediately whenever I joined the lodge, it was one of the coolest stories I ever, I ever had. There was a brother named brother Jerry. He was, uh, 94 years old. And, uh, the night that I was initiated May 30th, 2019, uh, it was his birthday. And so I got done with all my ceremony. And at the end of it, I got to say my piece and say, thank you to everybody who came in. Um, but we, we looked at, uh, brother Jerry and, uh, we we're like, Hey, by the way, it's brother Jerry's birthday. We have a little birthday cake in the kitchen. If anybody would like to have a piece. And so me being the guy I am, I walked up to him and, and he's in a wheelchair all hunched back. I mean, he's, he's 90 something years old. Right. I said, Jerry, man, you didn't have to come to my initiation. You should have been at home with your family celebrating your birthday. And he looked up at me and he goes, I am with my family and you're my brother now. And damn, that man, that's me. powerful. Yeah, that's real. No, like, that that's wow. And so from that moment forth, I just, I decided I wanted to be the best Freemason I could possibly be period in the discussion. Nobody was stopping me. Wow. wow. Yeah. That's powerful, man. So, mm-hmm. so since you joined, do you feel like, um, I don't know how to phrase it. Did you feel what has your life I mean, has it? I'm, I'm assuming your life's gotten better, right? Yeah. I no, mean, um, I wouldn't necessarily say that Freemasonry made myself better, right? Because uh, a big deal that we talk about within the craft is if you go around and you ask people, I'm sure even Tyler said this, uh, what does Freemasonry do? Well, Freemasonry takes good men and makes them better. That's, that's a complete lie. That's not true at all. Freemasonry doesn't take good men and make them better. Freemasonry gives good men the working tools that they need to make themselves better. Um, so yeah, my life has gotten better because even though some of the tools and some of the secrets and some of the things taught, they're actually just common sense guys, to be completely honest with you, it is common sense, but to have a brotherhood in a group that's behind you, supporting you, uh, who doesn't look at you weird when it's like, you know, I need a better time management tool. I better pick up that 24 inch gauge or I really need to start acting more plumb and keep him walking upright in front of man and God, you know, or uh, maybe I just need to, to, to get better in my prayer life or, or whatever I got to do. Well, Freemasonry, the brothers support you on that. Whereas if, if, if I was just to, you know, how many times do you got a friend who's like, oh man, I'm going to, I'm going to quit nicotine this year, right? That's my new year's resolution. That's my goal. I'm quitting nicotine. And in the back of our mind, we all know that that guy's going to pick it up in about two days. Right. <laughs> right. But within Freemasonry, if you say you want to do something, you got brothers there who are pushing you and supporting you and driving you and checking on you and uh, just being good brothers and making sure that you're going along the way. And even if you want to stop, right? Like if I said I wanted to quit nicotine and and the brothers knew that, uh, but if I decided I wanted to pick the habit back up again, they would at least ask me, are you sure this is what you want to do? You know? Uh, so it's uh, it, it's kind of different. It's You're listening different. to Mind of the Alpha. That, that music. He hit the, the, he, Can you hear it? He yeah, accidentally yeah, hit the no, button. No, I know, me too. Yeah, I'm gonna cut it out, dude. But hey, my bad on that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what just happened? But um, yeah, man. I mean, because I feel like that any time that I've ever. I've always thought, you know, I I've I always was the you know under the impression too that you had to have some sort of lineage to join the Masons. Yeah, um, no, you don't. And yeah, I, don't I thought really, that was a thing too. Yeah, I thought it, you like yeah. your father or someone in your family had to be. I 
I think there's yeah. so many things that are like, what is that? Um, what is the? Isn't there supposed to be like a secret group of Masons that are like uh, the Skull and Key or something like that, or what? What is it called? Oh, the Skull and Crossbones. Uh, so, yeah. Skull and Crossbones. Yeah, is that a real thing? Yeah, yeah. No, it's absolutely a real thing, but it's not Freemasonry. It's not. It's a it's a Yale fraternity, and there's only 15 members allowed each year, and it's it's a very prestigious Yale fraternity. Now, the fraternity itself was set up and uh, by a couple of brothers. Like mm-hmm. there, there were some Freemasons that were involved in it. But uh, <clears throat> one thing you got to know about all Freemasons is, uh, or all fraternities, Freemasonry is the world's oldest and largest. And so, if you look at it in that aspect, um, you're going to pull a lot of Freemason uh, Masonic ideas and uh, and and terms off of freemasonry when you're building a college fraternity damn i didn't know that i thought it was i thought that was like a tied to the masons look at the future farmers of america it was it was built by freemasons and it's it's very masonic in in what they do boy scouts uh there were a couple of masons involved in the organization of the boy scouts it's very masonic um even within some sororities there's there's masonic ties and leanings and sororities as well and the the ones that weren't started by Freemasons, the funny thing about those are, um, eventually they came and redid some of the rituals, redid some of the things that they do, and so they were rewritten in a Masonic way. Uh, so Freemasonry has just been a very big part of of getting these fraternities going. It's, I mean, it is literally the the foundation of any fraternity experience, in my opinion. I- Honestly, man, I, I think that we can all agree that you have um, proven and continue to prove and uh, that the Freemasons are a good group of people, man. Uh, I, you know, even if you don't believe that they're good, my 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 biggest thing is like because of the things that we do, like going into like the relief and charity. Right. Uh, we have the Shriners International Children's Hospital. We have. The Grotto that does special smiles for special kids. We have the Knights Templar Eye Foundation, which, by the way, has almost eradicated cross-eyedness uh, throughout America. Um, you know, we have uh, we have the Holy Land pilgrimage, pilgrimage experience that we send uh, priests and ministers to to Jerusalem to, to get a full immersion in the walk of Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have in Texas the Fantastic Teeth Program. Every Masonic jurisdiction and state has their own Masonic Charity Foundation where they either give scholarships to kids uh, about to go to college or they do uh, do relief and charity work within their own communities. Like I traveled to New Mexico last year and uh, did, a, did a highlight on one of my favorite places to visit, Riodoso, New Mexico. They had a huge fire in Bridal Canyon. Is and that where they burned the big guy? The wicker guy? I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, uh, they're they're that, you know what I'm talking about. That Smokey the Be- Smokey the Bear's from. <laughs> so, Is it really? Uh, that one. That's where yeah. he's from. Well, it's actually Capitan, but it's just right down the road. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that yeah, he originated from someplace. <laughs> yeah, Lincoln National Forest, baby. Uh, <sighs> but no, I mean, so the Masonic Charities Foundation donated like twenty five thousand dollars to firefighter relief down there. You know. And you, you think it's not big numbers, you know, $25,000, that's a drop in the bucket to something that caused like a billion dollars in damages, right? But it's huge because this is a lodge of like seven guys who reached out to the state lodge and people gave what they could give. And that's what we're about is giving what we can give when we can give it and helping the most people possible. 
Um, so, you know, uh, no, it's, 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 it's awesome what the work that we do. So when, if, even if people do not like us, I want them to recognize that we're at least not evil. And so right. maybe they'll stop talking bad about us. So it might not take somebody who's on the edge wanting to give, you know, if not join, but they at least want to give money to our philanthropies. It keeps them from, uh, from, from giving. If, if people keep on thinking that we're real conspiracy stories and whatnot, man, that's, that's one of the main reasons why I wanted to get you on here, man, because I, I know like from my readings and in my experience with, uh, free you know freemasons and any any freemason that i've ever met has always been a you know in my eyes a good guy um yeah. and a good person you know what i mean so like it, it just irritates and I'm sure there's some rotten ones out there, oh right? yeah oh, yeah positive yeah. every every population that you can think of there's a rotten person yeah. you know yeah but yeah. but i love the fact that you guys are doing this on you know tiktok and you have such a large falling and people are finding it so interesting and and really just putting it out there that you are a good group of people and it's not the uh satanic illuminati devil worshiping um sacrificial you know organization that a lot of Mm -hmm. a lot of these places are these people are trying to portray it as so um yeah yeah it's pretty you know it's pretty uh pretty crazy to me yeah yeah Uh, and it's only good that you guys are reaching out on tiktok and getting on podcasts and stuff like that to get it out there because who knows the damage that can be done you don't really know the damage mm-hmm. how far yeah. it's going to spread how many people are like no they're, they're definitely satanic or whatever it's the illuminati yeah the damage might be more severe than you guys know so what you guys well, are doing even, is there's, huge there's even more damage in the world today i mean we live in a world today that is more socially distanced than ever before yes you yep. know we we've gone through the covid we've gone through all this crap that's just kept on pushing us back we work remotely uh, from home. We don't even go in and see each other anymore. And I don't believe that man was designed to be individuals on their own. Right. You know? yep. Yeah, we, we have yep. our own thoughts. We have our own feelings and all that stuff. But we need other men to help drive us. We're tribal. push us forward. We're yeah, a tribal very being. Tribal. Yeah. Very, extremely yep. very tribal. tribal. Mm-hmm. But that's and, what, so, and that's where I go back to what you were saying earlier when they talk about um, when, when you know, these conspiracy theorists are saying, like, oh, there's this system to drop us and, and keep us down or whatnot, that's where I believe that, you know, with this shit with COVID and, you know, the different things that they're doing, making you work from home, wearing masks, all this thing, we still don't know the devastation of these to our children. Because let's, yeah. th- let's face it, kids, these, you know, kids, they take visual cues to learn language, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. if, if you have, like, someone, okay, for instance, my nephew, Aiden, Okay, when he was, um, he's four years old. So two years of his life has been co- was COVID. COVID, yeah. A whole year of his life was wearing masks and not taking mm-hmm. visual cues, and he's got this speech problems now. I really, we don't yep. know what the full devastation of that has done. My point with that though is, is that I believe, and 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 call me crazy, whatnot, but that those things were pushed upon us to divide us. And to continue yeah. to divide us. And that's that's just the way that I feel about it, man. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I, at the end of the day, I really don't care if somebody joins Freemasonry or not. You know, at the end of the day, it's not about that for me. It's about knowing it's about letting people know that they have some place that they can go, whether it be a bowling league, whether it be, uh, you know, a motorcycle club, whether it be a, a golf group. I don't care. Get out there in the world and do something good for somebody. That's all it's about. 
as long as you're doing good for the world and you're building yourself up and becoming a better person, the way I choose to do so is Freemasonry. And that's just because it works for me. Honestly, man, I, I really I like think, I mean, we've gone, you know, we're almost two hours in. I know you have a meeting coming up here soon. Um, so I don't want to take up much, you know, much more of your time because I know we've been, you know, we could talk about this forever. And yeah, I, I want to ask is, you, this though. This is a short conversation for me, guys. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. Same here. Same for <laughs> us. This is definitely short. I want to ask you, though, man. I mean, you know, maybe we can get you on again some, sometime soon. Would you be willing to do it. that? I'd love it, man. Awesome. I'd, any opportunity I get, I really appreciate it, you guys, because yeah. this is the uh, – I've been on quite a few podcasts. This is my first non-Masonic podcast I've ever been on. Mm-hmm. Nice. And, awesome. Uh, well, I appreciate it. I yeah. think, appreciate I think that. that is probably the most important place for any Freemason <clears throat> to be is on the non-Masonic podcast, mm-hmm. just sharing our stories because, you know, 80% of the guys that listen to, to the shows that I've already been on, they know that Freemasonry is not bad. Right. Right. But yep. You guys mm-hmm. giving giving me this opportunity and little platform here. I, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. And uh, well, man, you know, I mean, any, you're... anything I can do to help your show grow and and, and reach people, I, I'm more than happy to. We appreciate that, man. Yeah, and we, um, you know, you're a friend. You know what I mean? I consider you. Yeah. I've never met you in person, um, oh, but no, I can you're tell. Brother, man. Yeah, bro. Yeah, I can tell. If we were there, we wouldn't we wouldn't shake hands. We would be hugging. Hell yeah. Yeah, definitely. Hell yeah. Yep. Yeah. You Kevin absolutely would, believe it. Kevin would probably give you a little pat on the ass because it's weird. But, <laughs> hey. but um but That's man, not we entirely always, true. <laughs> we always uh end the show on a uh on our final thoughts. So I mean I'd like yeah. to get, you know, what what are your final thoughts? What do you want the you know, the people listening to uh to know and remember? Man, so my biggest final thought, whether you're male or female, whether you are young or old, um, there's never a bad time to start working on yourself and improving yourself. And if that uh, means that you need to improve your mental life, get out there and improve it. Your physical life, get out there and work hard for it. And if you need to improve your spiritual life, all it takes is a little bit of prayer, a little bit of hope, and a little bit of faith. And uh, just get out there and make somebody's day there. Hell yeah, man! Nice. Definitely agree. What? Um, how can how can people reach you, man? What What are your social uh, medias? Oh man, uh, I am Brother Fluff on everything. Uh, Brother Fluff MM at TikTok, uh, Bro Fluff so B R O underscore Fluff on Instagram, uh, on Face Facebook. Just throw out the the Brother Fluff on the search tab. You'll be able to find me. And then if you really, 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 really need to get in contact with me. Uh, brotherfluffmm at gmail.com and I will do my best to respond to you in as fast of a manner as I can. Awesome, man. So I'll, I'll put all that down in the show notes as well. I'll put it, you know, awesome. links to your different social medias and things like, do you have a link tree? Yep. Uh, yeah, I do. Okay. It's on, uh, it's on all of my bios. So if you check out my link tree, uh, especially on TikTok, it will, it'll take you to, to all of my social media platforms. I, I think I got I got way more than I got listed, but I think on there, the big ones that I use, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Cool. Awesome. Okay. Okay. Kevin, what are your final thoughts, bro? Uh, my final thoughts are, once again, thank you for coming on here and kind of opening the eyes to some people that might be, uh, including myself, I'm very like, hey, what's going on with all this <laughs> Freemason stuff? Let's get down to the bottom of yeah. it. And of course, my brother here, Bobby, is always willing to do stuff and being able to get multiple of you on here is really awesome in my eyes and my heart is like full right now to the stuff that you've said has kind of been like it really eye opening and you're very informative. You're not kind of 
shutting off, shutting us off, telling us we're not going to talk about this. So thank you for that, and um, I'm glad you're going to come back on. He beat me too, yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love that, and uh, it's been a pleasure, man. So thank you for absolutely. coming on and not being, you know, shy or whatever. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, this, I love it. Yeah, my hey man, my uh, my final thoughts are you. You guys got to, I mean, whether you think that Freemasons is something that you should join or not, or, or Freemasons are, um, you, you, you really got to look into it and realize that they're just pe- good people. And um, I think that if we live by the tenets of free, the rules of Freemasonry as just a normal, in our normal everyday lives, I think we would improve our lives. We'd improve the lives of our loved ones and our friends and our family. And um you'd probably feel better about yourself as well because i mean what it comes down to there's no better feeling in the world than giving and you know you guys are very giving so um that's my final thoughts man we always end the show on a big ass wolf howl would you be willing to howl with us <laughs> you should put that one in the co- in the contracts first. I, I don't know <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i'll howl with you i'll howl with you yeah. all right man <laughs> on uh on three one two three howl and with that, we'll um, I'll get a hold of you, Zach. We'll talk to you soon, okay? All right, right. some more to be, guys. All yeah, right, brother. See ya.